0: Welcome to episode nine of season five of the Simplify and Multiply show. Today, we're gonna be talking with Andy Enriquez about storytelling and how that can help creativity transform your business.
1: If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur.
0: Hey there, solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Hey, Andy, thank you so much. Welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. I'm so happy that you're here.
2: Hey, Terry, how you doing? I have so been looking forward to our interview and just being here on your podcast and hanging out with you and your amazing community of solopreneurs.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I know. I'm like, I've just got little goosebumps on my arms because I was so looking forward to this. And we're going to have such a great time because I love Your topic and the whole aspect around storytelling and how that can play into creativity and business, especially for solopreneurs when we work so hard and we've got so many hats that we wear, it's hard for us to set aside that time to be creative and innovative in our business. And I think story is a beautiful space to get pulled to in order to inspire and pull that um, creativity out so you can innovate in your business. But before we dive into that, I'd love for you to share with my listener uh, a little bit about yourself, the work you're doing today, and you know maybe whatever you want to share about your love of story.
2: Awesome. So it's it's interesting because uh, if you would have seen me years ago, you would have never thought that this guy's going to become a master storyteller, right? Nah. <laughs> so I was, uh, you know, just uh, a person who really just followed the script. I grew up in the Caribbean household. My parents told me, Andy, the key to success is you got to go to school, get a good education, and get a good job. And yeah. so I did that. I went to school at Florida State University. Actually graduated, Terry, summa cum laude, which Look at you, fancy pants. Way <laughs> too much time studying when I should have been hanging out. <laughs> I got my master's degree in corporate accounting, and then I landed a job, one of the big four professional accounting firms, company wow. in the price Waterhouse Cooper's. And so Terry, it's like, here I am. I like followed the script, did everything I was told to do, and yet and still, I felt as if like my life was starting to follow a basic routine. And perhaps some of the people who are listening in right now can relate to that. Like I I kept asking myself, you know, there's got to be more than this. Like that was the dominating internal conversation because thinking that, you know, I went on this journey of what my parents told me success was only to come to the realization that that's not what my concept and idea of success was. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to teeter and think about this, Idea of becoming an entrepreneur, yeah, and and you know, and so I started thinking about, man, what would it be like to become an entrepreneur, to be a coach and become a speaker? But I'm gonna be honest with you, Terry. For like a year and a half, this is what I did: I would talk myself into it, and then talk myself right back out of it.
0: Wow! Right? So I'd be see, like, that's like on. the rational mind, you know, <laughs> like the devil and the angel on your shoulders. <laughs>
2: Exactly. So I'd be like, come on, Andy, you could become an entrepreneur. You can make this thing happen. You can live out your purpose. You can live out your goals and your dreams. And another part of me would be like, well, you did spend a lot of time getting your accounting degree. You did spend a lot of time studying for that CPA
0: exam. Sounds like your mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) You do have your CPA
2: license. You are working for a prestigious accounting firm, right? (laughs) And so for that year and a half, I just, I couldn't get myself to to take the plunge. And so December of 2004 became my defining moment. And every time I share this, Terry, I think about Kevin Costner and one of his movies, uh, tin Cup, he has a line that I love. And he said, when the defining moment comes, either you define the moment or the moment defines you. Defines you. you. Oh, so, right,
0: gosh, yeah, I, I remember right? that.
2: So either you define the moment, you decide that you're going to step out here and make things happen as a solopreneur, that you're going to push yourself so that you can get to the next level, make some things happen, or the moment defines you and you decide to play it safe and you play it solid. And that became my defining moment. That's mm. when I finally built up the courage to walk into the office of HR, Tammy Klein, turn in my letter of resignation, and I was going to get out there and become a solo entrepreneur. I was Uh. ready to conquer the world. (laughs) And then I realized it wasn't as easy as I thought it was.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know? uh, and so I wish at that time that there was a podcast like yours oh, right? where I would have sweet. like the access to like the amazing mm-hmm. people that you bring onto your podcast that really give you like ways to sort of like simplify what you're doing, to amplify what you're doing and yeah. positioning yourself. And so for me, it was a lot of just trying to hitting the wall at first and just trying to figure things out mm-hmm. and trying to figure out like as a solopreneur, Like, what could I do creatively that would start allowing me to start gaining some traction that would give me a competitive advantage that would allow me to get in front of my ideal customer and client that would allow me to connect with them that would allow me to enroll them. And at that particular time, Terry, all the people that I was sort of like following or studying at the time what i noticed that they were all really really great at is that number one they were great communicators Mm. but it wasn't that they were just great communicators they had this ability to be able to turn strangers potential prospects and people who maybe felt no connection to them they had a special ability to be able to use stories to craft and build the connection Yes. And at that time, Terry, I was a huge fan of a gentleman that you have most definitely heard of, and just about everyone who's listening in on the podcast is a fan of, a gentleman by the name of Les Brown, one of the top oh, yeah. five speakers in the world, yes, and sir. <laughs> I was sitting at a seminar and sitting at a workshop, and I saw this dynamic guy at the front of the room sharing his story, connecting with people, electrifying the audience. And I tell you, I ran up to him afterwards and I was like, <laughs> Man, you have to teach me, like, you have to let me be your, your student and so forth. And sure enough, he told me he had a, a program, right? Of course. <laughs> and, right, of course, right? And so I signed up for that program. That was like over a decade ago. I signed yeah, up for that program. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to train and study under Les Brown. Nice. And and that was a great I, place
0: to start, too, it by was the a way. Wonderful yeah. place
2: to start, right? And what I learned was that what made him such a masterful communicator and what made him stand out amongst his peers was not just that he was a motivational speaker. It wasn't just that he was a great communicator. He was an amazing storyteller and Mm -hmm. still is. Mm -hmm. And so I said to myself, if I could learn how to be able to share and craft stories, if I could just learn how to leverage stories so that, instead of me chasing my ideal customer and client, that I could share something that so resonates with them, that so connects with them, that they actually decide that they wanna connect with me. And instead of me just trying to like talk about my products and talk about my services, like if I could share a story That really gets them to see the value of what I have to offer by maybe highlighting a past client, highlighting a past customer, or sharing my own personal journey of where I was and Mm -hmm. in things that I accomplished and getting people to see that what got me from point A to point B were my products and my services, that leveraging stories could help me to bridge the gap. Leveraging stories would give me a competitive advantage. Leveraging stories. And the beautiful thing about it is that it wasn't going to require a whole lot of resources. It wasn't going to require like some super fancy technology. It wasn't Mm going to require that I had to be doing something. And really when we're looking for, for like something unique and we're looking to bring something different to the marketplace, a lot of times we are looking for something to be complex. Like we're looking for complexity, but oftentimes the solution to give us that competitive advantage and the solution to help us to be unique is actually found in simplicity. Heck yes. And there is simplicity, Terry, in what we're doing right now, which is just having conversation and sharing stories.
0: Yeah, yeah. And 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 when when
2: we can learn to do that as solopreneurs, it is, and I'm gonna repeat it: a game changer.
0: Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I love. Thank you for sharing that and kind of giving us some context because, I I don't think I knew about how that you got started with and through Les Brown. Yes. And but everything you said about him is is so spot on. And he has, especially in the speaking industry, he has such a like a, a an energy presence uh, among so many people. Uh, because of the work he's done. And it's just, you know, he's a beautiful model for it. He really is. And what I love about what you said was about story and how leveraging story can create the trust and the um, you know, the relationship and it and and you kind of put it in the context of of business, which is what we want to look at it through is business. And building those initial relationships and building the trust and and starting the engagement off in that by using past client examples, uh, storytelling about your own experience. And I will tell you this. This is what I, um, I've i seen in a lot of clients that don't have a comfort level in story, not necessarily because they don't understand the mechanism of it or how to leverage it, but because they don't feel that they have enough story, aka experiences that they've had with customers or themselves, that someone would care to listen to. Mm. Like they don't feel that there's enough importance or value in just a simple story and that it can hold a weight to bridge a gap. And I think that that's, that's just something that they need to, I don't want to say get trained in, but just be introduced to the distinction around the fact that why don't you just try it? Why don't you just tell you know, when you're talking to a prospective client, why don't you just tell them about another client that you had a good experience with, and you brought some good results through working with them and tell them exactly what happened. And I've done this in my business. And I you're right, it is a game changer. It really is.
2: Yeah. And, and it's one of those things that we completely underestimate. So a lot of times, like, when I'm getting in front of uh, many of my clients, many of my clients are. Uh, solopreneurs. And then even when I have the opportunity to be standing on a big stage and addressing a whole audience, Mm -hmm. one of the first things that I feel is my responsibility is to get them to see the value in what their story is. Because a lot of times we're so close to our personal stories that we don't see the value in them. We're just thinking, well, why does my story even matter? Or, you know, why do I even need to share my story? And so yeah. oftentimes to get them to, to even see the power of the story, I start off by just sharing a simple story with them about how I first discovered the power of story. So I want to share that with the people who are listening in right Please. now. Because it's one of those things that's just like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. So the, the crazy thing is, Terry, when I turned 16 years old, I was like absolutely obsessed with getting my very first car. And the only thing that I kept telling my mom was like, mom, please, 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 will you help me to purchase my first vehicle? And at that particular time, Terry, (laughs) my mom did not have the money. She just flat out didn't have the money. So it didn't matter how much I was gonna beg, she didn't have the money. But one day I came home, Terry, and I had a big surprise. My mom comes up to me and she has a pretty strong uh, Haitian accent. She goes, NZ, NZ baby, you are very lucky. And I said, what happened, mom? And what happened, Terry, is that she got a $5,000 pre-approval loan from the bank. And so they had sent her like, you know, a fake check, but it was pretty much a pre-approved loan for (laughs) $5,000. And she was like, since you've been such a good student, I'm going to buy you your first car." And so, Terry, I didn't even let my mom get the words out of her mouth. I ran. There was something called the Auto Trader Magazine. (laughs) I showed my mom the Auto Trader Magazine. I showed her this black Ford Bronco 2 Eddie Bauer (laughs) edition. It was black on the outside, beige interior. And I said, Mom, this is the car. And she made the mistake of going to take a look at the vehicle with a teenager. So Uh you better believe we came home with that car. And so this is, of course, before social media, Terry. So when I get home, I pick up the house phone, not the cell phone. I pick up the house phone and I start calling up all my friends. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got a new car. And I'm telling my friends, I want you to meet me at school Monday morning right by the bus stop. Now, Terry, why (laughs) do I I want to meet me by the bus stop? Right. (laughs) So that everybody still riding the bus could see me getting out of my new car. Right. (laughs) So Monday morning, I get up, I get dressed. I'm so excited. I can't wait to go. I walk out to the kitchen, and Terry, I'm like, where are my car keys? I can't find my car keys anywhere. Uh And I'm like, well, wait a second here. So I make my way over to my mom's bedroom, and I knock on the door. I'm like, hey, mom. Hey, mom, did you take my car keys? And my mom comes to the door with her strong Haitian accent. She goes, NZ? And Z, I worked very hard to buy you the car, baby, but I do not have the money to pay for your insurance. And basically what she's saying is, Andy, mom used a loan to buy you this car. Mm -hmm. I do not have any money to pay for the insurance. And so before you're going to drive this insurance, you have to get a job and be able to pay for your own insurance. And Terry... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember thinking to myself, like, I like your mom. Where am I going to go to get a job so I can pay for my insurance? And I remember begging my mom, please, mom, I already told my friends to meet me at school. And she was like, You're not driving the car until you get a job and you can pay for your insurance. At that time, Terry, there was a public supermarket, which is a chain in South Florida, grocery store in South Florida. And I made a decision to ride my bicycle there and fill out an application. Terry, I'm telling you, after I filled out the application, I turned it in to the store manager. His name was Mr. Olson. And Mr. Olson said, come back and check in, and we'll let you know when there's an opportunity. Terry, I went back in every three days to check in on the application. I would see Mr. Olson. Mr. Olson, sir, uh, sir, uh, is there an opening? He says, no, 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 come back in a couple more days. I went back again. He said, come back in a couple more days. Every single time, this man dismissed me. And finally, out of an act of desperation, because I'm like so frustrated I can't drive this car and that like nothing's working for me. On my fourth and final attempt, I go to the grocery store, I see Mr. Olson. First of all, Terry, he sees me, and the man starts walking the opposite direction. <laughs> so at this point, he's trying to avoid me, right? And I don't know what got into me, Terry, but I went up to him. and I said, Mr. Olson, sir, just listen to me for a moment, sir. Mr. Olson, my name's Andy Henriquez, sir. I turned 16 a couple of months ago. I've been begging my mom, begging her to purchase me a car, sir. She didn't have the money, but she got a $5,000 pre-approval loan in the bank, sir. She bought me a black Ford Bronco to Eddie Bauer edition, sir. It's sitting in the driveway, but she won't let me drive it until first I get a job and then I can pay for the insurance. Mr. Olson, I've been here so many times to talk to you, and you keep telling me to come back. And then here's what I said, Terry. I said, Mr. Olson, don't you remember your first car? O M G.
0: Are you? Did you really say that? Yes.
2: <gasps> mister You're natural Alton. born. I'm
0: surprised you went into accounting when you had that at 16. <laughs> exactly
2: right. <laughs> Terry, Mr. Olson's entire demeanor changed. I bet. He walks me over to the counter. He pulls out this stack of applications. and my application, he starts flipping through the stack. And my application was at the bottom of the stack. And then he put it at the top of the stack. And then he said, hey, young man, before you can start working here, you have to come into orientation tomorrow at 12 o'clock. And I remember saying, oh, my gosh, wait a second, Mr. Olson, are you saying I have the job? And he's saying, I'm saying you're finally going to be able to drive the car. And I say that because if you're an entrepreneur right now and you're listening in, at 16 years old, I did not realize and comprehend what was going on. But what happened here I was, I was 16 years old, Mr. Olsen was probably in his early 50s. And as a 16-year-old, I was able to influence this guy that was 50-something years old. Why? Because I finally shared the story. Right. And that story, we were able to connect. Not because of yeah. our age, not because of we had anything in common, because of he just simply remembering what it was like to get his first car. Because he even told me his first car was like a Chevy Camaro. And oh, the beautiful thing is I went from the bottom of the stack to the top of the stack. So my story separated me from the competition. And wow. most of us as solopreneurs, we're always trying to figure out like, what can I do to separate myself from the competition? Like we're, we're trying to mm-hmm. figure out like, how can I position myself? What can I do? Like my story separated me from all of the other applications. See, cause everybody, who was in those stack of applications, they were competing on the exact same parameters. For most of us, in whatever field we're in, in our businesses, when we just try to highlight the features and the benefits, we are trying to compete on the same highlights and features and benefits that our competition has. Absolutely. And so the mere act of attaching a story to my application now separated me from the competition. Mm -hmm. And so that means the mere act of... Actually sharing a story and connecting a story to your products and your services separates you from the competition. Now, here's the other mm-hmm. thing. It wasn't just that I wanted to be separated, but I wanted to influence Mr. Olson to get him to say yes. The moment that I shared my story, I was able to influence Mr. Olsen to say yes. And how many of us as solopreneurs would love to be able to get more people to say yes to our products? Yes to our services. Yes to the things that we have to offer them. And the best way that we can do that is by sharing and crafting stories. I did not realize it at that moment, Terry, because I was just 16 years old and super desperate. But when I really started to dive in in this work, I was trying to find evidence of what I believed to be true, was that stories are a powerful tool that can separate us from competition, that can build connection. And so sometimes when you believe something to be true, you need to test it in your own life and try to find the evidence of what you are holding to be true so that you can validate what you believe to be true. And that was what my first recollection was of me using stories, not being Andy, the master storyteller, the strategic storyteller, not coaching folks way before that, but I was just trying to figure out when have I in my life used a story that helped me to build connection, that separated me from my competition or helped me to influence, and that's when I saw it, and that's when I was like, oh my goodness. I did that without realizing it. Now imagine if the entrepreneurs who are listening in right now start being intentional about learning how to craft stories about leveraging those stories to build connection like what would happen if you actually learned this skill set and was intentional about applying it i'll tell you what would happen it would be a game changer <laughs>
0: yes i agree and i love that and as i'm listening and what a great story thank you so much for sharing that and i'm sure even prior to 16 you were doing similar things. You probably just can't remember it, but yeah. I bet you your mom would be able <laughs> oh, to remember. Yes. It.
2: Oh, I used to and... beg for all kind of things. <laughs> Trips to Disney World, you know, money to to go buy some ice cream. I'm pretty sure I would always be coming up with
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome that you tied it back to that. That's that's a wonderful way to uh, express the value and, and just the impact of it. And as I was listening, I also had cuz right now so far we're just kind of like unpacking story in the early stages of an engagement with a prospect or a client yes. and kind of winning them over building relationship building trust and making a connection right by having that relatedness and which is all really important in those early stages because you need to stand out you need to not be that broken record of you know, oh, this is how I can help you and blah, 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 you know, me, me, me. The story helps you get step out of the me and get into the story, which is really focused on creating the bond, which is in essence about them. But there are the two two other ways that I like to use story with my clients, and it is once the engagement is in play and you're working with your clients, whether it's the first month or the, the 10th year that you're working with them, the first way is in it, using story as an analogy to express a concept or an aspect of the product or service that you're delivering and how it can actually translate in their world. So it's a form of communication and understanding that if you use an analogy through story, then you're able to actually help them, oh, I get it, okay, so that's how it's gonna be used in my business. And then the other is to um, future cast. So using story to uh, connect them with their aspirational identity and using it in such a way where they get, identifi- uh, they get connected to the emotional takeaways uh, that could be possible. Because all of us are striving toward an end result because we want to feel a certain emotion. It's not because we want to have more money or get married or get the new car. It's all about what that event is going to do to us emotionally, what it's going to help us create in our minds and in our hearts emotionally. And so when you speak to their aspirational identity through story by painting this beautiful picture, uh, that's that's another way that I've I've used it in not only just like copy that I write for my clients, but also just having conversations with them and getting them to believe and buy in that they're awesome and this is possible and they can get there, you know, and this is how I'm gonna help them. So I don't know if you found that true in the work that you do as well.
2: 100%, as a matter of fact, um, I, I would love to share with everybody just, you know, when you're even trying to figure out where some of your best stories are, where to even look. Um, mm. And so I wanna unpackage two things, uh, one of which is where to even look when you're trying to figure out what your story is and then also the five types of stories that I believe that every entrepreneur should actually take the time to build, develop, and craft. Oh, that'd be um, great, Andy. Thank and, you. And so and so <laughs> I feel yeah, like I need yeah, to like get my yeah, notebook yeah, out yeah, and get, like take get, get all these get notes. That, get that notepad. <laughs> and, and for those of you that are listening in right now, this is a good time to go ahead and pull out that notepad. So so let's start off with what I believe to be the first story that every entrepreneur. Influencer needs to to craft, right? So I refer to this as my six-figure Storytelling formula because I believe that every single one of these stories that when you develop them and you leverage them in your business That they can generate six figures into your business So whether that's an additional six figures or getting you to six figures Mm -hmm. that these stories are that important Um, and if you're a note taker what I want you to do is I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to spell the word solve going down a piece of paper. And go ahead and write that vertically. Write the word solve. Um, And the reason why I chose to use the word solve is because I believe that these stories solve many of the challenges that entrepreneurs face. The first story that I believe every entrepreneur needs to develop, that you absolutely need to craft, is something that's referred to as a signature story. So go ahead and write that down. That is a signature story. Now, what is a signature story? The signature story is the story that you this is the story that you lead with. This is a story that allows people to be able to connect with you. This is a story that gets your ideal customer, your ideal customer, your ideal prospect to feel like, you know what? There's something about him that I like. There's something about her that I feel a connection to. Mm -hmm. And so they're not gonna be able to get that connection if you don't lead by first equipping them with a story that they can actually connect with. And we refer to Mm -hmm. that as your signature story. That would be the story if you're on a podcast like this that you would make sure that you leverage To share with folks. If you were doing a Facebook Live, you would use that story. If you're sending out emails, you would use that story. If you were on a television interview, you would use that story. Because most great interviewers, just like Terry did, before they start, they say, you know what? Tell our audience a little something about you. Because the reality of it is it doesn't matter about how much you know or how great your products or your services are. People are more inclined to buy from you or even get connected with you if they feel like they know, like, and trust you. The question becomes how to get to know you, how to get to like you, how to get to trust you. They get to know, like, and trust you through this signature story that you lead with and that you craft. So even during this podcast interview, I found a way to put in a piece of my signature story was, which was just, you know, I grew up in a Caribbean household. You know, my parents told me, Andy, go to school, get a good education, get a good job. And so as I'm doing that, some of you are finding ways to identify. You're like, oh my gosh, I was working in corporate America. Oh my gosh, I was at a place in my life where I said, there's gotta be more than this. Oh Mm. my goodness, I'm an accountant. I know someone was an accountant. Oh, he went to Florida State. Oh, I know someone, oh, I hate Florida State. So it's all these opportunities Right. It's all these opportunities for people to actually be able to connect with you. Yep. And it's when you're yeah. in it's, it's it's a relatedness. And so when you're looking for that signature story, let me tell you three places that you can look to find that signature story. One of the first places that you're going to look for are any of your significant challenges in life. Mm-hmm. So we've all been through some challenges. Some of oh, us yeah. have been through some financial challenges. Some have been through some relationship challenges. Mm-hmm. Some of us have been through some health challenges. With those challenges, are also going to be a great story. All right, yeah, and sure. just remember, challenges are not always external. Sometimes your biggest challenge is you versus you, right? Oh. So you want to think about <laughs> I'm still challenge with that every right? day. Yeah, I mean, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right there. So, so we want to think about those significant challenges. If you could identify maybe three of your biggest challenges, I bet you there are three awesome stories there with yeah. great lessons that you can leverage. Another place when you're trying to find a signature story that you want to look are what we refer to as transitions. All of us have, in one point or another, been at a place in our life where we've experienced a major transition. Some of you, you're listening in, you were married, you got a divorce, you were single, you got married, you were working a corporate job, then you became an entrepreneur. In those transitions, especially the significant transitions in your life, you're going to have a great story. You mentioned earlier, Terry, something called forward pacing and sort of like painting the vision. Right. Transitions are some of the best stories to be used by people who are coaches and thought leaders. Because transition stories are pretty much where we meet people first in the valley. You know, at mm-hmm. one point in my life, I was here. I didn't have the good health. If you're a person in the fitness area, I was struggling in my relationships. If you're in a personal relationship... I didn't have the right clients, I wasn't getting the right leads, if you're around business and financials and so forth, so you're meeting people at a place that you were, right, in the valley, and then you do some forward pacing, but this is where I'm at now, today I have a boatload of clients, today I'm in the best shape of my life, today I have happy fulfilling relationships, today I'm living with purpose and so forth. And so through that story, you show them where you were, which is most of the time for your ideal customer and client is where they currently are because exactly. they're typically earlier on in the process than you are. Mm-hmm. And then now you're helping them to realize this is where I'm at. And typically guess what their question is? How did you get there?
0: Yeah, and can your you show product, me how? Your
2: <laughs> your service is the solution exactly. to how you got there. Yeah. And so the transition is a wonderful place, especially for those of you who are coaches and influencers, mm-hmm. and you're helping people who are earlier on in the journey than you. So we have challenges, transitions, and then the third is what we refer to as defining moments. Mm. We have all been through some defining moments in our lives. This is how I define a defining moment. A defining moment is when you look back at a certain moment in your life and you say, oh my goodness, that moment changed the trajectory of my life.
0: Yeah. Just like your defining moment moment that you shared earlier when you were talking about the movie Tin Cup. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Here's the beautiful thing. I shared my story with you earlier. My story encompassed all of those. My challenge. Of course it did.
0: You're a pro. My (laughs) challenge,
2: my challenge, my challenge was me versus me. Showing up to a job and getting to a place and saying, Andy, there's gotta be more than this. That internal turmoil of saying there's gotta be more than this. But the thing about that particular moment is that it was also leading me to a major transition because the pain of that finally helped me to build the courage to leave my corporate job back in December of 2004 and to take a chance on myself of becoming an entrepreneur and Mm -hmm. going after my goals and my dreams. So that was a major transition. However, if you were looking at my life on a map, you would also see that the moment I made the decision to leave corporate America, that that was a defining moment because that changed the trajectory of my life. And so every single one of us, we have a signature story. And if you can find that signature story, and that's why a lot of times when I'm working with my clients... That is the first story that we start with because that is the story that I believe they're going to get the highest ROI on and that is the story that they're going to use most often. Now, remember I had you spell the word solve. So first Mm -hmm. we have the signature story. Now, what's the O? The O is what we refer to as the offer story. Listen, you can't be an entrepreneur if you're
0: not making any offers. (laughs) Like you have to be offering something. You'd be surprised how many people I work with that <laughs> never do that. And they don't even see that they're not doing that. Oh my God. Right.
2: So listen, how can you be an entrepreneur and not offer your products or your services? <laughs> if you're not making any offers, then that probably means you're not generating any revenue, right? And that's a problem. So we want you to generate revenue, right? That's why you're listening in on this podcast so that you can take your business to the next level. We want you to generate more revenue. And so one of the things you have to do is number one, you have to make offers. You actually Mm. have to offer to people this amazing (laughs) product, this amazing service that you have. Like you cannot tuck it away. You actually have to present it and offer it to people. Now, most of the time, when we are making an offer, we have a tendency to highlight features and benefits. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's what we tend to focus on. If you looked at the analogy, we tend to try to sell people the plane as opposed to selling them the destination. Yeah. People don't buy the plane. Right. The last time you got on an airplane, you weren't concerned about what the thread count was of the carpet on the floor. You didn't really care about what the manufacturer was that designed the seats in the aircraft. And unless you're an aviation geek, you probably didn't even care about what the engine was and how everything worked. What you were focused on was getting to your destination safely. Your customers also are concerned about the destination, the outcome, the results. And so we have a tendency to start selling features. Or my coaching program has 25 modules and 10 videos. And we're going to do two uh-huh. sessions every single month. You know, or you know, it's all got my a, coach
0: people out there,
2: are you listening <laughs> to this, please? Right. It's got an I've got an awesome button. We've got a a, a fancy release valve on this product. Whatever it is, we tend to try to describe the product in the feature. The reality of it is that doesn't help conversion. And so what helps conversion is when we can get people to see the value of our products and our services, and also if we can create a sense of urgency so -hmm. that they don't delay making the decision. And so an offer story is nothing more than a story that you craft That helps your ideal customer and your client to see the value of your product or your service or create a sense of urgency so that they can see the importance of making the decision, not later, not let me think about it, not let Mm -hmm. me get back to you, but right now. That is what an offer story is. So it's a perfect opportunity to share stories about past clients that you help increase revenue. It's a perfect opportunity for you to go ahead and actually share a story about a specific result or share a story about when you were sitting in their exact same seat and the challenge you were having and how after you made a similar decision as what you're inviting them to make, like sign up for the coaching or whatever it might be, and how you immediately produce some new results. And we share these offer stores because they help us to increase conversion and sell more products and sell more services. I'm telling you right now, as someone who has to sell sometimes from even the stage, the difference between having the story in there and not having the story in there makes a huge difference in your conversion.
1: Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment.
0: I challenge you to be more creative in your business, to innovate, to simplify. But if you're thinking, I'm not creative, or I don't have time to brainstorm ideas, or even my business is just fine the way it is. Well, I'm going to challenge those assumptions because they will kill your profitability. They're all stories and excuses preventing your business from being better, from running smarter, from being more satisfying and fulfilling for you. Wouldn't it be great if your brand, products, and processes were able to do more? To resonate with your target clients more effectively? To be a more personal experience for existing clients? To become relevant again instead of stale and dated? Yeah, I thought so. So if you'd like to pump some vitality back into your business using creativity, innovation, and simplification, book a free creativity call with me by visiting pappychat.com. Give your business the battery jump it needs to provide more stability and profitability. Get your free creativity call on the calendar now by visiting PAPYCHAT.com. Let's you and I brainstorm something amazing for you and your business. And what I love about this, that so many solopreneurs struggle with selling because they don't want to come off smarmy or pitchy or... And so they they really struggle with it. And I know because this was a big struggle for me in my business uh, years ago. And to this day, I still have like this preconditioned knee-jerk resistance to it. But what you're offering is a way out of the worry around that. Because if you rely on story instead of going into, air quote, uh, sales mode, where there's more resistance to having a conversation that in your mind, you're thinking, this is a sales conversation. I don't want to get rejected. I hope I say all the right things. You don't have to worry about that. You can actually just share a very entertaining story that does the work for you. So I love that. I love that.
2: Yes, 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 yes. As a matter of fact, you know, as you're sharing that, like when I'm making an offer, One of the things that I I talked about before was, remember when Les Brown was at the front of the stage and I ran up to him and I was like, sir, teach me how to share a story. Well, what I left out was that he told me about his program and I ran to the back of the room and I grabbed the packet for his program and I'm flipping through the pages. I'm like, yes, I'm going to learn how to tell my story. and Yes, this is awesome. (laughs) Then I got to the final page and I was like, (gasps) oh, put an extra zero (laughs) because my eyes have to be mistaken and i don't know what it it costs now but at that time it was thirty thousand oh dollars and i word. was like oh my gosh and yeah. all kind of fear was coming on through my mind and that was coming on through my mind and i was like i don't know if i can do this and i and i was hiding out yeah. i told the sales lady to call me she called me and i was not picking up the phone Right. They had to keep calling me and calling me and calling me. And I I had actually given my number to Les Brown and he called me himself. And he was like, hey, young man, it's time for you to make a decision. And it was like in that moment, Terry, I realized that I wasn't making an investment in Les Brown, that I was making an investment in myself. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend who years That's later. That's an important would tell distinction. Me. Yes. You know? And I had a friend years later who would tell me, Andy you have to invest at the level in which you expect results. And mm-hmm. all the previous times, I was making small investments, so I was producing small results. And for the first time, I had made a wow. big investment. And so now, I end up producing some huge results, because since that time, I've had the opportunity to speak for companies like Office Depot, Pratt & Whitney, Accenture, NASA. And you know, I've had the opportunity to be on national television and write a book and all these things. And I don't say that to impress anybody, but to impress upon them that it was all because I made a decision. Now, I end up sharing that a lot of times when it is time for me to invite an audience to make a decision on one of my coaching programs mm-hmm. because it helps me to work through the resistance because I know that they're going to be going through all the same emotions that I was feeling when I had to make the same decision.
0: Yeah, you, you decided to play a bigger game.
2: Play a bigger game and,
0: and you do it's, it's, it's tit for tat. You really do have to put in what you expect to get out. And I love what you said about making small investments, getting small results. Yep. I know and, and notice so how well,
2: it's so much more palatable when I put all of that in a story. So now oh it's gosh, like, yeah. oh, this guy's just telling his story. And meanwhile, it's also setting up the sale mm-hmm. to be able to better convert And it doesn't even feel like a sale because it just feels like a conversation. It is
0: a conversation. And that's what we refer
2: to as the offer story. Love it. And so the next thing that you have is we're spelling solve. So S-O, now we're at the L. The L is what we refer to as a landing story. So there used to be a time that we used to hear the expression content is king, content is king. And the reason why they used to say that is because content was the great differentiator. Back in the day when you were an expert, what made you an expert was that you had knowledge that nobody else had. Because you had spent a lot of time in this area and you had invested a lot of time in the lab and in the library doing tremendous amount of research. However, if content is king, then there's somebody by the name of Google who killed the king. Because now anyone can go on Google and regardless if it's what I teach, stories, right, or if mm-hmm. it's what Terry empowers her folks on or whatever it is you do as you're listening in right now, they can go on Google and get more information on Google than they can get from most of us. So yes. what the reality of it is, then your content is no longer the great differentiator. Mm-hmm. So then what That's is it that really makes big. You That's really unique, big. Right? Yeah. What is it that makes you unique? Well, what makes you unique is not just the content, it's how you actually share the content. It is your unique perspective on the content. It is your stories that you leverage to unpackage your content. So it is your stories that now, so someone can say the exact, be talking about storytelling, but they don't have my stories. And so my stories is what makes me unique. My stories is what allows me to bring a certain energy, a certain amount of laughter and connection to my audience. So your stories becomes this amazing differentiator, even if someone else has similar content, they don't have your stories. So a landing story, the reason why we call it a landing story is because these stories help your content to land better on your audience. That's why we call it the landing story. It makes it so much more palatable and it makes it more memorable and it helps them to actually remember you. Because remember, if they can't remember you, they can't refer you. If they can't remember you, they can't come back and buy from you. And so this is really, really uber important. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) for sure. And it ties in really tightly to the offer story. Uh very much so, very much so. And it's yeah. funny because it, the, as I was really smiling big, as you saw when you were talking about uh, the landing uh, story, because you know, making it about you, you know, coming from you, you are the source, and that's where a story can really get its life. I did a season of the show called "The Building the Business of You and how to incorporate more of what makes you a goof or a smart aleck or a silly or like super intelligent, whatever that thing is that makes you, you, that needs to get infused into your, everything you communicate with and using story is a great way to, uh, to do that. So I love that.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So I know what you're thinking, Andy, like, wait a second. What's the V what's the V right? So we got the S signature story. O offer story L landing story. So what's the V? The V is what we refer to as, write this down, value proposition story. Nice. A value proposition story. Now, what is the purpose of a value proposition story? The value proposition story, especially for an entrepreneur, is just a story so that we can get our customer, our prospect, our audience to buy into our big ideas. So let me tell you what I mean by that.
0: Is that, well, let me interrupt real quick. Is that a way, is that... Is this the part of the story that can address objections?
2: So it can address objections, but what okay. it does is it opens them up to understand the value of what you have to offer as an entrepreneur. So let's give okay. an example for a second. Think about someone as a, a realtor, like okay. they're, they're a realtor, right? And the reality of it is the only way to sell your home is not just through a realtor. Like you can right. sell a home for sell by owner. So a value proposition story for a realtor would be a story that they share to get the person who is about to hear from them to understand the value of using a realtor as opposed to selling their house on, them, on their own. Okay. Or it's the story that they're going to share if they're the financial planner to get the person to realize the value of using a financial planner. Now, just to bring it all back home i demonstrate everything that i talk about even during this podcast watch this my value proposition story is the story about me getting my very first car yep that's my value proposition story the sole purpose of that story is to get my audience to say you know what stories are important you know what stories can separate you from the audience you know what Stories are a great tool. Now I have them open to receive everything else that I have to say about storytelling. If I go straight into teaching, there might be a possibility that someone's listening in right now and they're like, I don't know if I really think stories are important. And this is what we do oftentimes as entrepreneurs. We start talking about our products and our services, but we haven't set up the audience or set up our prospect to understand why and to buy into the importance Mm -hmm. of what we are about to share with them. So sometimes we're 20 minutes into our conversation, 30 minutes into our conversation, and we don't even realize that the person hasn't even been with us because we didn't get the buy-in early. So I lead with my value proposition story so that I could get the buy-in first That people are saying, wow, you know what? Stories are important. So all you have to do is fill in the blank for yourself, whatever it is that you offer. If it's coaching, right, a certain kind of product, a certain kind of whatever it is, you want to get people to buy into what the importance is first before you start going into all of the nuances and the technical Mm -hmm. things and describing it. Because guess what? You might be well into the conversation and the person, it goes completely
0: over their head. Because oh, they wow, still don't so even boring. know
2: if what you're talking about is really important or if it's even relevant to them.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And, you know, I've seen that happen in my business because people will come because they know I've got a creative background. And I used to be, a, you know, do all the tactical stuff. I still do. But uh, they'd say, oh, Terry, I need you to, like, build a website for me or write copy for me or design a lo- whatever, something creative, right, that's used mm. in business. And it's interesting because the real value that I provide is strategic, because none of them ever have a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> but because they come, they only have a listen. So uh, they only have a listening for the website, the copy, the logo. They think they, you know, it's a nail and a hammer. They just need to put that in the wall, and they're they're done. When in fact, there's a flawed premise afoot, <laughs> and so it's really been a challenge for me in my business to help them see that the real value is in doing the strategy first, and then all the other stuff makes more sense. And they save money, they save time, and they can simplify their marketing.
2: And it it saves you so much in your process with them, Terry. So a value proposition for you would be to get them to buy into the big idea that you think you need a website, you think you need copy, and you do need those things. But what you really need is strategy. Yeah. And getting them to come to the realization early and be like, mm-hmm. as a result of you sharing a story, say, oh my gosh, she's so right. I'm yeah. like trying to do all these things. And all I'm going to do is waste a lot of time, effort and, and energy, yep. but there's mm-hmm. no real strategy. So I'm not going to produce the results that I want. So if you got them to buy into that early It is going to set up the whole rest of everything that you want to share with them. And it also get them to see the real true intrinsic value of working with you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I use story to deliver that all day and all night and they eat it with a gravy ladle because it works and it's what they really need. And it does save them a ton of time and money. So, yeah.
2: Yes. So here's where we're at. We did the signature story. We did the offer story. We did the landing story. We did the value proposition story. Now we're at the final one. This is the E. I feel like I need to put in a drum
0: roll here. Drum
2: roll. (laughs) The E is the expert story. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Most entrepreneurs think that they already do this. They think that they already position themselves as an expert, but they're doing it all wrong. And the reason why they're doing it all wrong is because typically to the position themselves as the expert, they are basically talking about where, you know, they got their degree, mm. how long did they study, oh, yes. and they're relying on their bio. And their bio is typically, and I'm not I'm gonna step on some toes because I've done it too. Their bios are typically written from their insecurities. So they're like <laughs> mapping true. out everything they've done, even the like awards they got in high school, right? So they're trying to make the, the bios <laughs> as long as possible. And the reality of it is nobody cares about your bio. And the reality of it is we know this, in the marketplace as entrepreneurs, who gets the top dollar, not the generalist. And so if I were to ask you who makes more money, the internal medicine doctor or the orthopedic surgeon, we know that like undoubtedly, it's the orthopedic surgeon, why? because they are the expert. So as entrepreneurs, we want to become the expert in a category of one. And not only that, we don't want to tell people we are the expert. We want them to come to the conclusion themselves that we are the expert. So an expert story is a story that you share that as a result of someone listening to the story, they say, by goodness, that lady, Terry, she's an expert. My goodness, just that guy, Andy, he must be a storytelling expert. Fill in the blank with your name. You want them as a result of them hearing the story, and sometimes it's just a story about how you were doing it all wrong and Mm -hmm. how you had to invest so much time, effort, and energy to figure things out and Mm -hmm. how you're producing these massive results now and how you help other people to produce those results when they hear the journey about how you were doing it all wrong, all the time you invested, all the training that you got, the things that you tweak, and the results that you're producing now, they hear that and they come to the conclusion, wow, man, she's an expert. You won't have to tell them you're the expert. They'll be waiting in line to come and talk to you, to come and pick your brain because they would have come to the conclusion themselves that you're the expert. So the question I have for you as you're listening to this is what do you think is more powerful? you telling someone you're the expert or them coming to the own conclusion themselves that you are the expert which one do you think is going to hold in way more value and i think that we would all agree that far more important than what we say about ourselves Mm -hmm. is to have that person to come to the conclusion themselves that you are the expert and so the expert story Is a story that we craft that gets our ideal customer and client to come to the conclusion themselves that we are the expert which in turn means that they say wow I need to get coaching I need to buy their products I need to buy their services and of course I've got to go ahead and do what I call an equitable exchange because this person's an expert. So yeah. it's going to cost me something. And yep. so it sets up the entrepreneur to absolutely win, Terry.
0: I love it. Wow. I am so grateful that you took the time to go through those story models. And and I know this is part of your program and I'm going to have a lot of information on the show notes page for my listener to explore more about Andy and how you can take advantage of his awesome work. He has so much free content, great videos. Um, You know, I can't say enough great things. And I tell you what, you're probably already doing a little bit of story work, and you're not even realizing you're doing it. And if you want to sharpen that saw, I definitely want you to explore what Andy has to offer. So Andy, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to take us through this. I learned some things too, because I've you know i've i've kind of got some new frames around things about how i can present stuff and even help my clients too so i'm very very appreciative of you taking the time to share that with us and and this is and i just want to remind my listener that this is the season on creativity and how it can transform your business well what is more creative than being able to craft a story that does s o l v e and get you that business and that long-term engagement and that high revenue and that high quality client, high quality engagement, and something you can really enjoy the process of bringing new business into your solopreneur practice. So Andy, thank you so much for everything you shared today. I really appreciate it. Terry, thank you so much for having me. And
2: I'm so grateful to hang out with you and your awesome community.
0: Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply.
1: You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.